Do you think that Nyantaro represents Garfield? You just completely cut out there. Oh, man, I, was, I had a really deep thought. I was going to say, I said, do you think Nyantaro represents Garfield? <laughs> the fact that that was your deep thought. <laughs> it was really deep. Your MCM thinks this is deep. <laughs> Welcome to the Kooji cast. Uh, I'm currently eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> this is episode four, the Kazuki episode, starring Kazuki, the honorary third Kooji brother. Well, it'd have to be like, there'd have to be four Kooji brothers then because he needs Haruka there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, four Kooji brothers does work. Oh, yeah, what the four? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then that would make Kazutoi incest. I'm just gonna say that. Oh no! Cat, <laughs> <laughs> you're problematic. That just reminds me of when the show was still airing, and <laughs> Kayo and I kept making jokes of like, "Oh God, is Toy's birthday gonna be the same as Kazuki's? Are they gonna be like secret twins or something?" I was waiting for that twist the whole time, like because Penguin Drum got me bad. <laughs> we were waiting for Ikara to do it to us again. And then the ultimate twist that he didn't do it to us. What the fuck? The actual secret twist is that Kepi and Sara are siblings. Anyway, my name is Kat. <laughs> my pronouns are he and him. I am, um artist and i do some translation stuff in the fandom you can find that at katas on my on tumblr i am your local kazukini uh doubles are allowed as long as you are not chikai kuji i only accept doubles who respect their oto otos that toy is gonna have some thoughts on that later in this episode and then you can find me on twitter at it's kato or at let's underscore kato for my live tweets that i haven't updated in fucking forever but you know they're there i'm faye uh, my pronouns are she, her. I do writing and art occasionally at times. I am a proponent of hashtag justice for Nyantaro uh, because Kazuki has committed so many crimes against him and I think that he needs to face retribution for the, his actions. Uh, you can find me at Toy Money to Ozen Toy on Twitter, Toy Kuji on AO3, um, content warnings for Kuji shipping, etc. Have you ever considered? That Garfield is Chikai. <laughs> you know I have because Chikai would hate Mondays. We have we have some corrections because some because shockingly sometimes we are wrong about things, very rarely. And we also miss a bunch of stuff, as you will hear in the last episode when we had to. There were there were a lot of things we just glossed over, so we're just gonna address those things all at once in one slide. Whatever. <laughs> First is that Chikai does not punch babies. Uh, early on, when the novel was being fan-translated, there was a slight mistranslation with episode 4. So we all kind of thought that in the novel, Chikai punched Toy into the wall or something. But it turns out he actually did grab his face in the novel. But he did so while pushing him into the wall, which is slightly more violent than in the anime. So it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Still, still, still a jerk. 
Still an awful person. Yeah. He doesn't punch babies, though, so... Allegedly. <laughs> hey, now, Faye, we don't want to spread any nasty rumors about Jakai Kuji. Yeah, I would not want to do that. <laughs> we could never do that on this podcast. I don't want to ruin his reputation. And then I wanted to mention the... We, we sort of mentioned the kisses are the devil line in the last episode, but, like, it's also worth mentioning that in episode one, Toy was going on about... Uh, how there's no such thing as curses and how he doesn't believe in Kappa or anything like that. Toy just doesn't believe in like supernatural stuff unless it's literally in front of his face. But then in episode three, you get the kisses of the devil line. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things for Toy to absorb from Chikai, which he has done a lot, that one is the most baffling. And and just, I want to remind everyone that Chikai does not fuck, and that is uh, proven right here. This man does not fuck. He is a whore, but he does not fuck. <laughs> I can support that. He is a fuck boy, but without the fuck. Yeah, he's, he's a boy. He's a dirty, rotten boy. <laughs> and then we didn't mention the text that uh, Chikai sent Toy at the end of episode four, which kind of relates to what we were talking about with- With Chikai being a fuck boy. Yes, of course. And Kazuki leading Enta on and then like, you know, just pulling away. And that's how Chikai treats Toy too, which is exactly what he does here. When he's, he's telling Toy, oh, I'll probably be able to come visit you. And then all of a sudden he's like, never mind. And he does it with like the driest text on the planet. Also, just note that in Toy's phone in this episode, Chikai's name is written as Chikai in Katakana. And it changes later. We'll talk about that then. We'll talk about that in the next episode. And then there's also the final scene in episode four, just after that happens. So after Toy threatens Enta with the ruler, he sort of just walks off. But then Kazuki chases after him and offers him all of his plates. And Enta, the audience, and Toy are like, what the fuck are you doing? Kazuki says... You deserve them more than someone like me. And then he says the infamous line, I hate Haruka. <laughs> what? I still don't get that. Terminal fucking brain worms. <laughs> then cut to episode five. It starts off with Kazuki talking about how when Haruka was born, he promised to protect Haruka no matter what. No. <laughs> We get little baby Haruka, and it's so cute and sweet. Can't figure out why I put that, why we put that image there with the Kuji Bros. Hmm. Yeah, the the, the Mickey <laughs> drawing of baby toy. That's weird. Aww. I'm sad. I can't look at it for too long. It's too much. God, they're so sweet. <laughs> it's so soft. Uh, I, I need more. I need more Mickey Chikai. Just more Mickey Kuji Bros. Mickey, please draw more flashbacks with these two. Just give me something happy with them. I believe that Mickey will give it to us. I want to believe! <laughs> so then after that, Kazuki talks about while he was visiting his grandpa's deathbed, his grandfather points to Kazuki, little 10-year-old Kazuki, and says, Your mother was a whore. <laughs> and that's how Kazuki finds out he was adopted. This whole episode was so confusing to me because it just started out like that. And I was like, I thought he was just calling the mom that was standing right next to Kazuki a whore. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Kazuki turns to his mom. He's like, mom? 
<laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Poor Kazuki. What the hell? Intense family drama happening. Thankfully, Haruko was asleep during the entire ordeal. Just on a just on a chair. Didn't have to witness his grandfather die. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrible. Haruka was bored of this. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm gonna take a nap. So then we get Kazuki like angsting over he is like adopted he's so he feels that he's not really connected to his family and i think it is important to note that in japan there is more of a stigma against adoption um than we have say in the united states i mean there's still a stigma in the united states with adoption but in japan it's even worse and you can see those themes in ikuni's works like in penguin drum and stuff like that where he does kind of talk about adoption yeah, Ikuni's works are more focused on, like, a found family and stuff like that, and how that's just as important as blood relations. Yeah, and that certainly com- comes into Sarazan Mai as well. And also with Kazuki noting that he feels like he's the only one who isn't connected to his family. There are parallels there to be made with Chikai, particularly with the photo we were talking about in the last episode, and how he was the one who was most the most separated from the family. I do think it's for different reasons. Like, Kazuki feels that way because he's adopted. But Chikai, we have no indication that he's adopted or anything like that. But in, just in my opinion, I feel like it's it's a different feeling for Chikai. Like, he feels separated from his family, but just because he can't... I think he can't connect in certain ways to, like, other people. Like, he probably doesn't feel that same empathy. Because he's a terrible person, you can see that. <laughs> and... So I think that he feels different than his family, and so he feels like he's not connected to them in that way. Yeah, like, clearly they're in different circumstances. But it's the same kind of feeling. Yeah, with Kazuki, it's more of, like, an external, like, sort of thing, and Chikai, with, it's more, like, an internal problem. He doesn't know how to connect with people. Like, even if he really wants to. Like, in the novel, it says that he and Toy never really hugged before that moment in the tunnel. But, like, Chikai, he clearly cared for Toy, but he just had no idea how to express that. Uh, yeah, Toy seems different from the way he treats everyone else, um, even even including, like, the rest of his family. So, and but we have no idea. Like, we <laughs> we don't know why Chikai felt distant, why he went into his life of crime or anything like that. So just have to extrapolate. It's all headcanon from here and Takeuchi interviews. Yes, thank you. It's so good. Thank you, Takeuchi. Chikai went into crime because no one told him he was cute. <laughs> That's canon. That is canon. His mom didn't tell him he was cute enough. Chikai, during his decision to become a Yakuza member, he he stopped and he thought to himself, Am I ugly? <laughs> Faye would say yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's hideous. I'm sorry. It's just true. But Babby Chikai? Really? Uh, yeah, he's really squared. <laughs> <laughs> he's really angular and square while Toy is all round. Toy is round and cute. She guys something. Faye really out here roasting a 12-year-old. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Now on to roasting this 14-year-old. Yep. <laughs> Kazuki, what the hell? So yeah, in episode 5, we get the culmination of Kazuki's plan... That he has looped Toy in on, which is to kidnap Azumasara um, and impersonate her so that Haruka won't know that Kazuki has been impersonating her the whole time. 
He's been catfishing his little brother. Let's just remind everyone of that. That is important to remember. And Toy is still helping Kazuki for some reason. It's because Shikai won't let Toy help him. <laughs> he needs his stupid Nichon fix. Oh, it's so sad. I mean, it really does make sense that Toy is constantly trying to help Shikai out and Shikai just brushes him off the whole time. And then here comes Kazuki being like, I need your help with this. Come do crumbs for me. And Toy is like, well... All right. Do you think Toy would tell Chikai about this if it went well? No, I feel like he wouldn't because what I was thinking when I was watching these episodes is how dangerous it is for Toy to be doing this. If he does anything wrong, if he gets caught at all, like, you know, they can investigate him and, you know, find all of his crimes and stuff like that. Or even just bringing attention to himself. I feel like... Chikai would be actually really upset <laughs> with that. I mean, he definitely doesn't tell Chikai after it goes all wrong. Yeah, I don't think Chikai would like if, you know, if he's like heavily supervising Toy's weed business and everything like that, he would be super unhappy to know that Toy is doing these unsupervised crimes. He can't do crime without Chikai's permission. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so funny to imagine like him getting grounded <laughs> by Chikai. <laughs> He would, though. I'm not letting you sell weed for a week. I hate you! <laughs> I'm gonna replace your lollipop wasabi lollipops. Toy can be a baby sometimes. It's fine. That's so cute. Toy's rebellion. So yeah, Toy's helping Kazuki out. And Toy's still feeling really awkward about the night before because now Kazuki and Enta know that he killed a dude. And so he's like, why the hell are you not reacting to this? <laughs> yeah, why? Kazuki, like, is just acting totally normal. Like, he's just, like, carrying on his business. And he says some stupid shit. Yeah, he tells Toy that he was afraid of him at first. But then he envied him a lot. So terrible. You saw a 10-year-old murder a man and be traumatized over it. And you're like, wow, I wish that was me and my brother. Damn, I want what they have. (laughs) Shared trauma. Jesus Christ. Like, seriously, what is wrong with you, Kazuki? <laughs> and also, I just, I want to note that this scene where they're in the parking garage talking about this, there are audio commentary tracks by Ikuhara, and he talks with different uh, voice actors, and episodes four and five, he's talking with the voice actors for Chikai and Toy, and they have, like, some really interesting discussions about their relationship in that. <laughs> and it's in this scene in particular where they're in the parking garage that Ikuni <laughs> mentions that Chikai is, is a fuckboy. And he specifically, he says, he says, um, Chikai is a fuckboy and Toy is like, uh, the girl who won't break up with him. <laughs> those are Kuni's words. Thanks, Ikuhara. God, I hope someone translates those one day because I feel like there's such gold in them. The only reason I know about this is because the Kuchi fandom freaked out for a solid week about it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Toy helps Kazuki with his plan, but, uh... Fortunately for Kazuki, it falls the fuck apart anyway. Through a series of wacky hijinks. <laughs> Through a series of Sada turning into a Kappa and being very squishy. God, it's so cute. It's really cute. Poor Toy. He's <laughs> Can we talk about Toy, the methods that Toy uses? Like at first, it's just, just trying to lock her in, but eventually it turns into him like stabbing into a box. <laughs> he just wants to do a good job with his crimes, you know? He was practicing those chain locks all week. <laughs> So yeah, Kazuki's plan falls apart, which, you know, it's more of a good thing than a bad thing, because what Kazuki was trying to do was basically, like, sever any connection he had to Haruka and just replace it with the false connection with Sarah. But, like, him trying to do that 
basically setting himself up for failure. Yeah, eventually his secret would come out. And like the whole him feeling like he doesn't deserve to connect with Haruka, but then still wanting to connect with Haruka, that's just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> for sure. Uh, it kind of reminds me of another stupid Nichon who doesn't feel like he deserves to connect with his brother, but wants to anyway. Yeah, and at least with Chikai, it's like, he definitely hates himself, but I don't know if he has quite that awareness of hating himself, but it's more like he knows that connecting with Toy is dangerous for Toy ultimately. Yeah, Chikai doesn't have like quite the self-loathing that Kazuki has. It's not the forefront of Chikai's mind. See, Kazuki wants people to blame him, wants to be blamed, but Chikai is like, why is everyone blaming me all the time? Yeah, <laughs> Chikai's like, not everything is my fucking fault, goddamn. <laughs> And then there's the selfie item for the day, which is the sachet. But this sachet in particular is scented like sakura flowers, which in Hana Kotoba means fraud, at least for the weeping variety. But it especially fits with Kazuki due to his Sarah facade and also uh, how Kazuki feels in his family. Yeah, that's interesting. Like he feels like he's being a fraud by being part of the family because he f he feels like he doesn't have a place there and so him pretending to be part of of the family is in itself a fraud to him. I wonder if that is part of why Kazuki can so easily kind of get into the Sara roles that he always feels like he's putting on this mask like in his regular family life and so he feels like it's not that hard to switch into someone else. Yeah, that is that is worth considering. <laughs> The Kazuki episode. We're trying to we're trying to figure Kazuki episode out right now. Kazuki the Enigma. So then Kazuki runs away from the event. Uh, of course he runs away. Similar to another Michan we know. <laughs> and he runs into the Kappa Square where everything sort of began. And he says, It's over. Kaduka's found out. There's no point in this anymore. And then Enta he comes to like sort of reassure him. Not really sure what Enta's trying to do, but at least he's not doing what Toy's doing. <laughs> yeah, Toy's going off. Toy is going off on Kazuki. Toy is telling him, how the hell did you think this would work? Like, you were bound to get found out eventually. And then he calls Kazuki. The word Toy uses in Japanese, kagaisha, has like pretty violent connotations. It means like perpetrator or abuser or like murderer. Oh my god. Like th that's some serious <laughs> shit, Toy. Like, damn, dude, you didn't have to go that hard. God, he's like, really, it's not not helping. Not helping Kazuki at all. Nissan, come get your boy. <laughs> he's rabid again. Yeah, it's just such obvious projection because he is so mad about this. And like with Toy, you usually see him kind of not caring in the background so to see toy so emotional about this even after that like he got involved with it i mean it just shows that he is projecting hard <laughs> and, but in that same way that he does with kazuki and enta where he's like telling enta why are you letting him pull you around like this why are you doing these things for him when he's not you know treating you well he doesn't actually connect it with himself <laughs> There's this, and then, like, compare this to re to his reaction to Kazuki stealing a cat, which there is none. <laughs> his reaction to Kazuki stealing a cat is kicking Enta for, like, scolding Kazuki for stealing a cat. Because <laughs> Toy can see himself in that situation. But with this situation, he's like, oh no, you're a bad Nichon. Yeah, and he, he hates bad Nichons. Good thing he doesn't have one. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Nissan did nothing wrong. No, no. God, I hate that. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that one day. So important to the Kuji lore. Which uh, speaks to kind of the flashback that we get with Haruka and Kazuki, where we have a Haruka and toy parallel, where Haruka is chasing Kazuki because he thinks Kazuki is going to like leave him. And he's like, is it because I'm a bad boy? And then toy chasing Chikai through the streets while Chikai is like actually going to leave him. <laughs> And like I'm sure Toy in that situation is probably blaming himself for that. Because uh Chikai, he saved the shop for him, but he did it through illegal means. And he's being chased for it. Like he did it for me, but he got him in trouble. Kid logic, he's still gonna make that connection. Toy's guilt complex. So it's it's pretty much the same as thing Haruka actually saying, like, are you gonna leave because I'm a bad boy? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense in this episode, but in the by the next episode it makes complete sense. So yeah, the the reason Haruka is saying that is because both he and Kazuki ended up meeting Kazuki's birth mother, and Kazuki is going to see her off for one last time at the station. But he didn't think to tell Haruka about it because he doesn't want Haruka to know they aren't actually brothers. But then Haruka actually met his mom. He thought she was going to take Kazuki away from him. He did a little yandere speech at him. <laughs> Don't take Kazuki away. Oh, please. If Ikahara wanted to make Haruka the yandere, he would have given him a gun. <laughs> oh, if only Haruka had a gun. Big book, Sarazanmai. Little book, Sarazanmai. If Haruka had a gun. <laughs> so yeah, the boys, they end up failing the Sarazanmai this time because Kazuki couldn't go through with his leak because he realized that if Haruka had his mother's sachet, that means that Haruka met his mother and Haruka knows they aren't actually brothers. Mm -hmm. And he's known the whole time. And Kazuki is just so distraught. Yeah, because it's kind of like breaking down this image that he was deceiving Haruka to protect the remnants of their relationship. But in fact, Haruka has known none of it was necessary. It was all for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, sounds like something. Sounds like another new job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the boys they're stuck as Kappa now until they do another Sadas on my. So we get a Kappa episode. Yeah, but before that, Kazuki's like, nah, this is fine. Yeah, and Kazuki gives this this whole speech at the end of the episode about how he thought he was doing all of this for Haruka, um, but in the end, he was just lying to Haruka to protect himself, and it kind of reminded me of that. Takeuchi interview that we talked about before, where part of it, kind of spoilers for episode nine, but where he talks about how Toy only realizes that he thought he was doing things for his brother, but in the end, it was only after Chikai died that he realized that wasn't what Chikai wanted at all. Fuck, man. <laughs> so it's pretty miserable. These boys be having guilt complexes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you see Chikai and Kazuki parallels because they're both trying to kind of punish themselves for being bad by attempting to cut their little brothers away from them, cut them out of their lives. Chikai was the more successful one <laughs> up until Toy shot a man. I feel like the the money was an attempt to kind of connect them in a way. Like he was trying to get himself away from the family in that because he thought Toy wanted the soba shop. And he didn't see himself as part of that that equation, um, and so, and so that's why he ran away. I mean, also he got disowned because he brought back a giant suitcase of money that was illegally obtained. Yeah, so you know. 
and then you see Toy reacting to this whole speech that Kazuki's making, and the look on his face is just, maybe I shouldn't have said all that shit back there. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like he doesn't have a lot of sympathy for Kazuki. <laughs> I think it's actually that, like, he's not accepting Kazuki's guilt trip that he's putting on himself. Like, he still blames Kazuki for his own actions rather than, you know, like, feeling sorry for him like Enta. Though he does understand, like, Kazuki's desperation. So yeah, that that was episode five, and episode six is a whole lot. It's a lot. It's just, this, because there are there isn't, like, a lot of Kuji stuff, because this is, like, Kazuki's arc, it's mostly just parallels that we're making with the, the Yasuka brothers. But there sure are a lot of them. <laughs> there are so many parallels to be made between the Kuji brothers and the Yasa bros. Yeah, like just this this part of uh, the episode where Haruka is trying to text Kazuki and he's not getting a response and he's all sad about it. And it like cuts to this image of the, the river and it's showing the ferry that, you know, Chikai usually leaves on. <laughs> it's like that subtle. I wonder if Kazuki's gonna come home. Nichan, come home. Ikuhara, stop. We're already dead. <laughs> That's really awful. Oh no, I just remembered. Okay, so again, relating it to episode nine, there's the se- there's the flashback between Kazuki and Haruka, where Haruka tells Kazuki that even if we wear different clothes, even if you grow up and we're not together anymore, we're all still connected by a great big circle. Oh no. And Toy has that realization, but only after Chikai fucking dies. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I think that there's like a line. I don't know if it's in the interview or if it's in the novel itself, but where Toy is realizing that he would have rather had Chikai distant but alive than dead. No! (laughs) And with like all the memories going through his mind, and he said that it would have been fine if they stayed connected, but were still like physically apart. But now that even that's not possible. No, (laughs) I hate it. But later on, Toy learns that it's still possible. He's still connected to his brother even after he's dead. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Episode 9 is going to kill us. Oh, God. Episode 9 is just going to, like, I don't even know. <laughs> we won't even be human after that episode. I'm already not human. What the fuck? We're just monsters now. We're Kappa. Oh, also, we do get some, um, the novel gives more detail about Kazumam. <gasps> yeah! I love Kazumam. I love my headcanon of her being a crime boss. Oh, and she has a family. Oh yeah, she has a family, alright. Yeah, okay, so when Kazuki is saying, oh this is still kind of episode 5, but (laughs) he says like, every time I see Haruka's wheelchair I can't breathe, I quit playing soccer, but it's just not enough. All that. I think, I know that some Kuji people think that Chikai quit soccer because of Toei in some way, right? It's sort of in the realm of headcanon, but there's the possibility of Chikai, like, quitting soccer a little before or after Toy was born so that he could, like, take responsibility for him while his parents manned the shop or something like that. <laughs> the only thing Chikai took responsibility for in his life. <laughs> Though it, w- it would have worked for Toy's guilt complex. I just remembered what, <laughs> what I was going to talk about. Yeah, so pretty much at the beginning of episode six... Um, I, I liked that your take on it. I hadn't really thought about it, but the fact that Kazuki and Sada are supposed to look alike, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> I 
in the in the universe of the show, they look identical. Yeah, apparently. Actually, yeah, it's really funny. I keep thinking about how Sada is the same height as Kazuki, at least according to, I think, it was it Misaki Saito? She had like a little height chart or whatever. And so that means she's taller than Enta, which is cute. <laughs> anyway, so the way you said that maybe why Haruka got so fixated on Sada is because she reminded him of Kazuki. Um, and after Kazuki started distancing himself. Yeah, that, w- that was my take on those lines. Because it that conversation between Kazuki's parents, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't quite understand it, but it does make sense. And it makes sense for why Haruka is so, like, kind of obsessed with Sara. Because we don't really see, like, much of what he's interested in before the accident. We know that, like, he, that maybe he wanted to take on soccer. Because he was always watching Kazuki play soccer. But then Kazuki stopped playing soccer. But yeah, and I think it, it could kind of make sense, too, like, say... As a parallel to Shikai and Toy, the way that Shikai has distanced himself from Toy, and so Toy is like looking to Kazuki as kind of well, he's get you know he's getting closer to Kazuki as sort of not really a replacement for Shikai, but is like trying to fill that that spot. He's filling the crime void. Yeah, he wants to do crimes for a Nichan, so <laughs> might as well be this one. But yeah, episode six is intense. Despite the fact that they're Kappa the whole time. <laughs> like, it's pretty cute, actually. They're just little babies. They're very cute. But then you get Rayo kidnapping Haruka. And it's interesting because he brings up this whole, like, bad boy thing again. Like, are you bad? You deserve to be, I don't know, taken. <laughs> to Taken to the desire extract or whatever. And then Haruka, like, fires it back at him, like, asking Rayo if he's the bad boy. God, Rayo is just projecting onto this small child. Haruka's like, I took my brother's smile away. And then Rayo's like, tough shit, kid. <laughs> my man lost the capacity to feel emotions. Ah, there's also there's also the thing of Haruka thinking he took uh, Kazuki's smile away because Toy thinks he took everything away from Chikai. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he absolutely thinks that too. Like in the novel, I took away Nissan's smile. I took away Nissan's future. Nissan looks like shit because of me. <laughs> it's all my fault. But not in Toy's point of view. <laughs> when we see him from Toy's point of view, he looks like a human sometimes. When you see him from Toy's point of view, you can see why I would salivate over this man. No, it's still not, no. (laughs) Thanks, Ikuhara. Thanks, Takeuchi. But yeah, so then Kazuki and the gang have to go save Haruka from the otter lair. Which, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. But I don't feel like a ton of it is connected to the Gucci, so I guess we won't go into it. But I do think there is something to be said about the otter lair kind of being like... It looks like a warehouse. It's like a Capazon warehouse. So it does seem like a criticism of capitalism in a way where they're, you know, like manufacturing these zombies by twisting people's desires. But I think that there is some connection. I don't know exactly how, but the way that the Kujis also, their story is really connected to money, but it's just in a different way. It's like criminal means of gaining money, like underground means of gaining money, whereas the Otter one is like more, the more official way of gaining money. But both of these things hurt connections both of these things like are they like break off connections there's something there but i'm too dumb to get it we're not quite on takeuchi's level of understanding this stuff oh oh god no (laughs) just read that interview and have your mind blown but then once they're in the otter warehouse then you have kazuki 
uh, talking about how he never felt connected to his family after he learned that he was adopted. Chikai parallels, like we said before, when Chikai is kind of essentially giving this briefcase to their relatives to save the soba shop and give Toy like a happy life, but he doesn't. He doesn't see himself as part of that. Yeah, but Toy still does, even if Chikai's a dick to him. Mm-hmm. So he has to go run after Chikai. Toy's such a sweet kid. I know. He's a little baby, just like Haruka, and they both ran after their Nichans and they got hurt. <laughs> so yeah, Kazuki attempts to erase himself from all existence. Oh yeah, and then you have Toy's reaction. <laughs> oh yes, Toy's reaction! He takes out the gun! And he shoots the machine that's lowering Kazuki down into the void. But then afterwards, Kazuki yells at him and he's like, Why didn't you let me let me sacrifice myself? It would be better if I was gone. But then Toy decks him in the face. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say also the this is also when Toy finds out about the Kappa zombies being erased from existence. And he has he's like the only one who actually reacts poorly to this it's the expression on his face it just says oh no this is fucked up yeah because he realized what he's been doing is what he's like afraid of happening to himself and what he was afraid of happening to his family and there's also something to be said about the fact that toy used the gun which symbolizes his connection to jikai and he uses that to save kazuki and keep that connection around and that'll come back later. But also the uh, the Masanga too comes back in this where Kazuki had thrown it away and Haruka saved it, which is similar to the way that Chikai thought he was throwing the gun away, but Toy kept it because he saw it as a form of their connection. And Haruka saw it as like connecting Kazuki to his happiness. It's interesting because the Masanga kind of represents happiness for Kazuki, but the gun is like a uh, toy and Chikai's shared misery, but he's clinging on to that. Though, when Toy sees the Misanga, he has a little reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And that drove me fucking insane. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they're gonna be childhood friends. <laughs> Ikuni got you again. Ikuni really did it to me. <laughs> it, it was another uh, McDonald's play place romance for them. He already has childhood friends with both Enta and Kazuki and Reo and Mabu, okay? Not everyone can be childhood friends. Toy didn't have childhood friends. He had his niece on. That's it. Toy deserves better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think I'll go into this more in episode seven, but the way that if if you do kind of accept this idea of Toy kind of using Kazuki as like a replacement, not really, but I think as he starts to understand Kazuki more, he realizes that, you know, he starts to like Kazuki as a person outside of that, you know? Like, he, he realizes that Kazuki is different from Chikai, <laughs> and he likes that. But ultimately, Chikai and Kazuki are the same character. Yeah, and I... <laughs> see, for me, Kazuki is is the hard one to understand. At least with Chikai, he has, like, one focus. He has one thing on his mind, and that's just toy. So you can sort of build his thought process off the fact that like you know one thing about Chikai and it's that he does love Toy despite everything else but with Kazuki there's so much more going on with him we just have no idea what the hell is going on with him yeah because he can connect to other people where Chikai can't like he can make friends he reaches out to Enta and stuff like that so he is different from Chikai in that way you know Kazuki is more of a team player <laughs> to use the soccer thing because he literally does pick Enta up for soccer which Chikai obviously would never do. 
Yeah, could could you fucking imagine um like reverse AU or like some sort of like age manipulation AU where <laughs> Chikai sees Enta on the sidelines and he's just like whatever. Yeah, he <laughs> just wouldn't give a shit. He's like, I want to be the star. I don't want anyone else coming around here to mess up. <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> Hmm. Is there anything else to say? I don't know. This one's a much lighter episode compared to last week. Yeah, it's mostly just parallels. Well, actually, this, you know, this is a pretty good episode to serve as like the Kazuki, Chikai, Haruka Toy parallels. Yeah, as we said, like, even if Chikai isn't in these episodes, his spirit's still there. (laughs) He's the main character through all of this. (laughs) At least in the Kuchi cast canon, he is the main character. I guess if you don't understand Chikai, but you do understand Kazuki, you could probably understand Chikai through Kazuki. And it works like the same vice versa. Yeah, exactly. They are very similar. Unfortunately similar. They even have the mullet. The longer the mullet, the more brain worms you have. This includes Rayo. I I believe that Rayo is a big brother, somehow, some way. I mean, he's a dad. I guess that counts. I mean, Chikai is Toy's brother dad, so. <laughs> okay, and then we can also talk about this week in the Kuji fandom. So basically, Chikai's cafe birthday event, it has been made into merch. So it has acrylic stands and keychains, and it's it's the um, 21-year-old Chikai, 10-year-old Toy soccer, and then the golden duo in their soccer uniforms. Uh, art and so they have keychains they have acrylic stands they have little buttons unfortunately the buttons are only available in a blind pack or as a group which is quite rude especially because they have this cute little button of shikai and toy and their colors make up the soccer ball and it's adorable if they really wanted to sell those like full sets they should have really included like a golden duo button yeah i mean it's shikai's birthday okay he's not here for that (laughs) (laughs) Shikai said fuck teamwork. This is about him and baby toy. No one else. It's such a mystery why why Kazuki and Enta are even there. I think it's entirely because they wanted more merch for it. Like if you had, you can't just have a blind pack of just Shikai and toy. That would be like three buttons. So they they wanted more characters in it. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Merchandising. But we'll take it because it led to cute art. And speaking of cute art. So the fan artist that we're going to be spotlighting in this episode is Totoko-san, and in particular the anthology that she's hosting called Kujigohan, which we talked about, I think, like in the last episode or a couple episodes ago. But yeah, it's closer to release right now. Mm-hmm. It's huge. There's the, It's like a literal brick. It's great. Um, and I think there's they're going to host an event for it, too. Anyway, it's coming out soon, I think, sometime in December. Yes, it's coming out on the 13th. Oh, nice. Anyway, yeah, Totoko is a wonderful artist. I highly recommend going to their their Twitter. Um, we'll link it all and the Kuji Gohan Twitter and everything. Although the Kuji Gohan um, is safe for work and it includes both shippy and non-shippy stuff. Whereas Totoko's personal Twitter is 18 plus only. Um, and it tends to lean towards shippy stuff. Um, and also she has gender bends of like very cute uh, girl toy. Very adorable. Love it. There's like so many Kuchi fan works going on right now. But like they're also like working on each other's fan works. Mm-hmm. Which is insane to me. Yeah, there's a ton of doujin coming out right now. All from like the same people. <laughs> and I'm amazed. It's, in- it's really incredible what this fandom is up to. 
and what it's capable of. So yes, we're celebrating them. We love them. We appreciate them. Honestly, I I, I, th- I think these people are the reason why Chikai gets birthday merch. You know, they've, they've been keeping the Chikai train alive. It's all our fault. <laughs> you know what? Chikai deserves it because of all the effort that was put into his character. You know, yes, I think Chikai does it. On a conceptual level, he deserves the, <laughs> the attention paid to him. And also because paying attention to him includes paying attention to Baby Toy. You get Baby Toy merch, I can't believe it. I'm so happy about it. I already bought the keychains for them. I bought the stands. I can't, I can't justify spending over $20 on, <laughs> on buttons. We're not making Ida bags over here. <laughs> We're not Chikai. <laughs> We're not making toy Ida bags. A toy Ida car. With the license plate with his birthday on it. God, I wish that was me. I wish I had a car with Toy's birthday on it. <laughs> Imagine the the Abros car, but it has, like, Babby toy plastered all over it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I think literally nothing goes on in his mind other than Baby Toy, which is fine. I mean, it's literally the same for Kazuki. <laughs> Nothing's going on in his brain, except Haruka. No thoughts, head empty, only Haruka. <laughs> No thoughts had empty, only baby toy. That's a good end to the episode. We bookended it. 